I don't understand corporate freaking craziness. But uh, a lot of these uh, SaaS companies, these, these software companies, they, they have like callers who set appointments and then they have account execs who go on the appointment and close. So these callers, the frontline prospectors, these guys are called SDRs, sales development representatives. They're basically cold callers. They're just pounding away. It's like 1985. If you go, if you see these people, it's the same, it's exactly the same no, as it was. No, no. If you were, if you walked into a Bear Stearns office or a Lehman Brothers office in 1981, it, you, you know exactly where you are. I mean, it's like the cold. Oh, oh my gosh! And then they're like the whole Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. They're in a bullpen and they're hammering, and it's like pass. Let me tell you something about passing. The only people that earn money by passing are NFL quarterbacks, and I don't see a number on your jersey. Now let's go ahead and pick up a couple thousand shares right now and run through the end zone together. K, like that was the close back in the day. The close was K. <laughs> That's all he had to do. And I remember, because I was a broker. Right. I was, I'm, you get, that, right? I'm getting all excited now. Yeah, because back then, and we were learning from, see, what happened was, uh, remember the days where you used to have to call your mother, like on Mother's Day, and the phone company would make a big deal, and they'd say, no, you know, no charge between eight and nine or something. You used to be there were long distance charges, like right. for everything. You didn't call your family in Florida till after eight o'clock because then the cheaper. rates went down. Yeah, and, and if you had a call because you were someplace, everybody had these little signals, you would you would call up and let it ring twice and then hang up and then ring again and that and that meant that you were you're okay. Nobody had to answer the phone and you didn't have so you didn't right. get those charges. Well, that all went away. Sprint came along and that all went away. So all of a sudden, guys in California can have a Wall Street broker. You know, and they were calling long distance, and so that was the world. The whole world changed with that, with that technology. You know, now it's Chat GPT, but then it was flipping long distance. There was no charge for long distance, and everything changed. And um, so I learned from those guys, and boy, they were animals with those. But that's how, but that's how these SDRs are now. Except you know, they have a thousand more so rules. An SDR makes. How many calls a day would you say? Well, with with the, the automatic dollars. Yeah, yeah, that work? yeah, That's yeah. So foreign to me. Yeah, well, so with used to be when I was a broker, uh, I would I would my goal was sixty dials an hour, and I do it for six hours. So it's, I my goal was three hundred dials a day, three hundred dials a day. And a lot of times people would double dial or or back at, with Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns when they were really doing it, you'd have a dialer. So the dialer would keep on dialing, and whatever picked up, they'd keep on dialing number, whatever picked up you took, and then, and then they were dialing. And you and didn't was, even have to dial it. Yeah, well, the real good brokers did that. I started as a dialer. Like, that was my thing, you know? Back then, what you needed to do was open 40 accounts for your broker. Like, let's say you're my broker. So, you're yeah. the, so I'd open up 40 accounts for you. Then they'd pay to get me licensed. And then I was broken. So then that was how you proved your work. Yeah, but you opened 40 accounts. Not like, you know, and each account had to be at least $10,000 at the time, whatever it was. Anyway, so this world, what an SDR does now is they have all this sales force and sales loft and all this, what they call it sales enablement software. So it dials for you. And then as soon as somebody answers, it opens up a page with that person and you can put the notes on that page and then it it takes it to the next level and if it, if you press click this is a good one then it automatically enters it into a funnel and a sequence so they'll get emails and texts and you don't have to worry everything's automated it's but that's what or it sets up the appointment but that's what the SDR does and then look at your mouth is agape I, I mean you're gonna catch flies this is good I get a lot of this guy Oh my God. So I'm thinking in my brain, all the phone calls I'm getting, I'm trying to figure out which one of those, that's what's happening, right? Because Oh yeah, well it's all Some of them are spam and it tells me some of them I don't. And they're like, you know, they're just calling. They're dialing for dollars, right? Yeah, I, but it, with the, the crazy thing, it's such, they, they're, they're, their challenge is this. You know, there's three parts of marketing. Um, and it, 
every, it's always three parts, and it's the same three parts, and it's been since, you know, the first caveman broke his leg, and he says, I can't hunt anymore, and so he says, hey, let me make a spear, and then he's got to start selling spears, you know, and that's how he has to eat, and so it's the same. So there's your message, all right? right. I got my spear is straight as an arrow. This thing will kill a water buffalo. It's the baddest spear Yeah, on yeah, this is, so that's your message. And now your marketplace, so it's message, the second leg is the marketplace. Your marketplace is your target market. Don't sell this to, a, you know, a cook. You know, a cook doesn't want your dang spear. Don't go after the spear. So people have gotten really good, um, and, oh, and then the third part is the media. And so the media, so it picks those three M's. It's message, marketplace, and media. And your media is just the delivery system of your message to the marketplace. Okay. Got it? So used to be, hey, get over here. I got a spear for you. You know, it used to be that. Uh, and, and then it was a telephone or then it's, a, you know, uh, email. email or regular mail social or media. social media or, uh, you know, uh, videos and all that stuff. So it, that's all just the delivery system. But if your message is crap and it's going to the wrong person, who cares? How yeah, it, who cares how it's delivered, right. you know? So they spend so much time figuring out what the right delivery system is. But once you get the person, like, you're not a customer. You, all those spam things, dude, you're not a customer of that person. But what you do so well, and, what the, and, and really the secret sauce of taking somebody from an SDR to a million-dollar producer, and you gotta understand, top salespeople, are earning a million dollars a year. You know, you get into a nice software, you know, business where, where it's constant, regular churning, you know, they pay every month. You get into some sort of additional revenue you're business. You're gardening as much as you're hunting. Yeah. You yeah. hunt and then you're able to garden. Right. And, uh, but so those, so the difference between that is people who get their message right, very clear. If you are the type of person that has this, this, or this problem, you might want to see this video. You know, that kind of message to the, and so the person who's clicking on it is saying, oh, I know I have these problems, you know? And so they're clicking on Now you got the right message to the right marketplace. You just got to figure out how to get there. So the people that take the time to figure that out, and then what you do so well is very quickly create those you know, real relationships that last, that, yeah. you know, that, that it's, a, it's a worthy back and forth. I'm getting from you, getting from me. It's right. something where you're happy. Those people, uh, you don't got to worry about selling because people are too busy buying. And that's yeah, what you've done. Yeah, but then a guy so like me really struggles on the front end trying to do that cold call, right? So I spent a lot of time well, let me, in my mind trying to figure out how right. to you know, make that warmer. You want, you want the secret? I don't want the secret. I mean, that's working right now. What year is this? 2000, what are we, where are we? 28. Okay. <laughs> 2020, right now, like today, I'll tell you what's working. All right. I mean, like filling up my appointment schedule. Like crazy. Hyper-personalized videos directly to your target market. Let me tell you how to do it. Okay. Because okay? the technology is there. Everybody knows how to make a video. Right. I mean, uh, even he knows how to make a video. You know how to make a video? Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows how to make a video. So the technology is there. What's missing is the, the scientific way that you're going to initially contact somebody and see if they're interested. So um, what you do is make a video. You could use LinkedIn and you make a video explaining this. Like, wait, I could do this. I got a way. Uh, to help, it'll be telling you this exact conversation I could put on LinkedIn saying this is what you need to do in 2023 that works. Uh, when you do that, about 20 people, 30 people, 50 people, I don't know, a dozen will like your page. Those people are more than likely connected with you. If they're not, you could connect with them. Right. They like you, they know right. you, they're all in. Once they like you and they know you and they're liking that particular topic, you have access to their inbox. Mm. So you send a, hey, I see that you liked this video. Something may have resonated with you. 
Uh, I made a short video to show you how other people are using it. Uh, if you're interested, and then you put the video link there, and then you say, if you're interested, let's set up a 15-minute chat sometime later this week. They click on that, they go to your video, on your video there's a little message thing on how to get to your thing, and you've, you're talking directly. It's like, hey Steve, I see you clicked on this video, I really appreciate it. So hyper-personalized, give you that value, and if you're interested, you'd click and then we set up an appointment. By the way, if you're not interested, you don't click, we don't set up an appointment, and I lose no sleep over it. It's like a zero rejection prospecting. You got to adapt, but some things are the same. Yeah, yeah, and, and what always stays the same is that message marketplace and media. And so you, the only thing that's changed with that that whole time is the media, is that delivery system, is that the way that you share that message. And right now people have no time. The beautiful thing about sending video, I call it virtual sales, but it's really virtual prospecting or whatever, you could, you could really do anything with it, is that they get to watch it and they get to learn from it on their time, yeah, not yours. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I get you know, an appointment set up or a, a sale made or a new client meeting that happened maybe six months ago. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter, but it's like, oh, it's still there. And, and six months later. With the, software, with the software that they have now, and this is, I'm not gonna name any particular one because they all do it. Everybody's caught up with everybody. You know, but what happens is when somebody clicks on your video, it gives you a notification. Up oh, there it is. Could be. It could be five months later. Up oh, there it is. He's so, watching the thing. So LinkedIn's the best way to do that. So let me ask you this. So if you if you're coaching somebody that's in sales, how do you tell them to expand their LinkedIn presence? Do you tell them to go get more, follow more people, to go uh, invite more? I mean, how? What's, yeah. what's your strategy? On yeah. It, to be much. Uh, you, first of all, you have to get five hundred. I mean, if you don't have five, five, so you're a baby. Yeah. So the first 500, you'd be very indiscriminate. <laughs> you just, whoever, you, you, click, 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 click. So on your phone, it's a lot easier. Click, 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 click. So you want, until they say, hey, too much, you're not allowed to do it anymore. Then you stop and then you come you, back tomorrow. Click, 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 click. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get your, you got to get your 500. Um, then you got to put out some content. Okay. Always, and put out, and, and, this is what I train everybody because th this is the first thing that's, that, they, that they're afraid of. What if I give away too much, then what are they going to be? Yeah. So you give away everything. Everything. Everything you got. Y'all hear that? Give away yeah. all your knowledge because then you look like you're the stud. Yeah. And, uh, and it's not like you're the only one that thought of it. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you think it's your, believe me, everybody else knows it. I, you, one of the great things, we, we, it's no longer that we could be truly amazed by things anymore. Until like ChatGBT and AI, I mean, that's freaking people out, you know? And it's just, it's just amazing. And, and I think a lot of people come to the realization, computers are just smarter than us now. It, 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 it's an ugly feeling, but it's just true. So you're not. Well, they got your, it's got your brain and my brain, not just my brain, right? And, and your knowledge and my knowledge. And everybody else's for the last 25 years, yeah. <laughs> you know? So everybody's got all that stuff. So LinkedIn, get your people on there. Yeah, get, your, get, get 500, come hell or high water, figure out how to then get do what? 500. Put then your, put then start up. putting out content. And when you put out content in your, in your field, okay. And is there a call to action in the content? No, you're trying to strike a chord. You're trying to see what works and what doesn't work. So you're playing around with different educational type videos? Or? Yeah, yeah, but snippets to educational videos that come from, if you really want the whole strategy, you want the whole strategy? Well, just give me okay. the piece. Okay, yeah, you, you can make long form educational videos and put them on YouTube. And then you cut up little pieces of that and that's what you use for LinkedIn. Yeah, so right. minute or less type little videos. Yeah, but of, of your good stuff. And the people that like it and the people that are interested in it, those are your people that you connect with. And you see who, and then you see there's, there'll be some commonalities with those, those people that like your stuff. And now you start building your tribe. 
and you start building yourself. Do you go out and search for people that could be in your tribe yeah. and ask them to, to be your buddy? So well, people who would be, you want to search out people who would be your customer. That marketplace that we talked about. Okay. I'm, I'm doing this because I make triangles. It's message marketplace. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that marketplace, those people who would be your customers. If you're a sales trainer, you're just going to associate with other sales trainers, but you don't really want them. You want the people that want to buy the sales trainers. Right. So, so you specialize, let's say you deal with manufacturing companies. You want owners of manufacturing companies. So that's who sales you Sales managers and manufacturing companies. Yes. Regional managers and... Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And once they connect with you, hyper personalized oh, video so cool. directly to them. I never thought about that. Oh my gosh. You'll be amazed. So you get it, you see them on LinkedIn, you just pull your phone out and you say, hey John, man, I appreciate you hitting my LinkedIn. I'd really love if to you were interested you in that, blah, blah, blah. Bam. Yeah, if you were interested in that, you might be interested in, in this. this. Is Facebook any different? No, you know, Use them all. I, I post on Facebook, but I don't. Social media is, you know, it's it's like fire. You know, it's your best friend, but your worst enemy. You know, it keeps you warm, but it'll kill you. Um, I mean, is there, what would you do if you weren't doing LinkedIn? What would be the second thing you do? Well, I, I, I just want to, on a whole, the, the rule is to use social media. Don't let it use you. Yeah. And it could very easily do that. So, yeah, no, depending on your product, this is, this is my simplistic way that my brain can handle it. LinkedIn is with B2B, Facebook is B2C. So if you're selling a product to the consumer, if you're selling a home service type of product, if you're selling mortgages and things you want to be on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn is for businesses. Again, that's very broad. Anything coming up to replace LinkedIn? Um, Business-wise? I mean, you know I what? I don't the, see it. Well, this, this is what kills me. Um, you could use other tools to, to make it better, but the fact of the matter is, what was the most amount of homes you sold in a year? The most amount of mortgages you did personally? Probably 100 and something. Okay, 100, 100 and something, and you were dealing with, uh, these are all new people? Ooh, well, me, it's hard to say because okay, they might they might be new to do a mortgage with me, yeah. but they might not be new in yeah. the relationship. So, so I mean, they, I would say last year sixty new, forty not. Okay, sixty new, forty not. Okay, you know how many people are on uh, LinkedIn? A billion. There's <laughs> a billion people, and like everybody in, in the, the world. Yeah. So let's say let's say just right in your area that you could service maybe. 15 million and they're all on LinkedIn. The hell are you looking for something new for? I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're in the, most consultants and coaches, most yeah. consultants, you, you haven't cut that grass yeah, yet. Yeah. Consultants and coaches, if they had six clients, like if they had six companies they're working with, that's too much. That's like their limit. The guy I spoke with today on my other, I don't know why I'm screaming at you. I mean, you didn't do anything bad. <laughs> It's just the way we are. All I know is you make me feel good because I'm usually the loudest guy in the room. And I know that you're louder than me. Oh, I talked to a guy today. He's busy as all get out. He's trying to keep his marriage, uh, you know, in, in line because it's a new wife and all that stuff. And he says, you know, I had seven clients last year and that was too much. So he wants, you know, three to five. There's... It is a billion, three, and most people are like that. I could live with three to five clients yeah. for the year. What he needs to do is don't, double his rate and see who stays. Don't, don't, uh, don't look for something new yet. I, when I was a stock, going back to the stockbroker, I remember at the time Walmart was, was a hot stock. What's the next Walmart? And I remember saying to the guy, listen, the next Walmart is Walmart. Let's <laughs> ride this mother until, you know, it's done. So. You don't it's have to, still right. Yeah, man. you don't have to find something. Now, if you're starting off brand new, then yeah, you play All right, around. so I know you've owned some small businesses. Yeah. So what did you learn about that? We've got a lot of entrepreneurs that follow this podcast. Yeah. Um, the definition, I'll tell you right now, here's one, here's one of those uh, DJisms, all right? The definition of a business is having a customer. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's where it starts 
and that's where it ends. You could have, because <laughs> I, I coach a lot of people, and they, they, they take me to their offices, and there's like beautiful, you know, there's paneled walls and books. I read all these books, and I got, here's my studio, you know, the whole thing. I'm like, uh, where's the customer? Yeah, <laughs> what's paying for this, you know? So you can have, one I had a lawn care company. We did weed control and fertilization. Um, it was actually a franchise, a lawn doctor. I had, I had a bunch of different, we're actually the biggest in the Southeast. It was cool. But all we did was weed control and fertilization. No, no cutting, no mowing, no blowing, just weed control and fertilization. One day we get a call from a neighborhood, 176 townhouses. They wanted us to cut, mow, and blow as well as the other thing. They said, do you do that? I said, absolutely, 176 houses. And so what I did was, so here, I didn't have a business, but I had the customer so I could create a business. And I created a separate business for that. The opposite is getting all the business stuff worked out and having no customer, you got, as my dad used to say in Yiddish, a good word for nothing is goonish. He says, you got goonish. And so... So um, what about but people that are so many mom and pop shops, you yeah. know, I mean, one of the things I always think about is people start up hobby businesses. They're yeah. not really, they never did any market analysis to see if right. anybody wanted whatever it was. They just love, Yeah. you know, like women open up a clothing store and buy, and buy the clothes that they love, but they never did a market analysis to see if anybody else wanted that. Right. Yeah. So you got a lot of these hobby businesses and, um, I mean, I'm trying to, so how do you coach somebody out of that hobby business into a real business? Well, you know, your first thing that you said, it's almost kind of selfish and conceited to think you're going to come up with an idea and foist it upon the public. You ah, know, it's beautiful, beautiful. You know, so you really want to do that market analysis and find out and where's and, the need. Yeah. Where, or if there is a need. So, uh, I'll do two sides of it. One is on the B2B side and the other will be on the on the retail side, you know, for local. I mean B2. Yeah, business to consumer or to home. Yeah. Um, but you have to, the, the way to find out whether or not your product will sell or if people want it is if they buy it, <laughs> you know? So never, never even attempt to go to an idea if you haven't sold it first. So, I mean, if you sold a couple so, of hobby businesses... So you mean don't get into a business that you don't already have some knowledge about? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, that that people are willing to trade their hard-earned money yeah. for whatever... But it, if you it, bought a franchise for a yeah. local area, how would you know that franchise is going to work? How would, you'd have to do some marketing. Well, what, what, what type of franchise? I a, don't a, know. A, like a, a restaurant? It could or, be a restaurant or lawn care or... I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well... Gutter business. Well, those those businesses are there. Every business can work. Every business, every business can be wildly successful with the right marketing. Okay, so if, if it's a if there's a vast difference between a restaurant and something. One is getting people to come to you, and the other one is you, uh, them paying them. you to go to them. And so there's vast difference. So in the businesses where you want to go to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, and it's something new and it's not a franchise, but you want to test it out. Uh, let's say it's a service business. Let's say you have a, uh, a, a marketing plan that you'd like to sell to somebody or a, a coaching or a, uh, yeah, some sort of service that you want to teach somebody how to do something, an educational type of thing. Okay. People love educational businesses because they're free. You just come up, there's no cost of goods sold. You go on a, a, a site like Fiverr or Upworks or one of those things, and you try to sell it for five bucks, or try to sell it for 10 bucks. And if you got a product that nobody's gonna buy for five or 10 bucks, don't go into it. <laughs> That's great. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta give stuff away for free or for almost free you at get the it beginning. Going. You gotta find out where that magic number is, right? Right, yeah, but you wanna start, if there's a need for it at uh, all. If there's a need for it at all. Cause sometimes mm. you have a great idea. You know, I have this new fork you know, and I get this great fork that you, you don't have to hold. It magically eats the food or whatever it is. But, you know, it's a cool idea. But is anyone going to buy this thing? I don't know where I came up with that. That's pretty wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. But with a, uh, a franchise out there, if you're in a local market, local marketing is the best. It's so 
it, it works so well now because people are so torched with digital marketing. They're so worn out by all the, everybody understands, you know, all the, uh, the triggers and the clickbait and all that stuff. And they, they feel foolish. You ever click on something and you feel like an idiot? Oh, they got me again, those bastards. Yeah. You never, yeah. You, you know. And so that differentiated with like a, a real, a, a handwritten letter. Holy crap, you have no idea how well handwritten letters work. Thank you cards. Oh my gosh. My son has a business, um, Junk Generals, Junk Removal. Yeah. And he started it when he was young and he's, he's grown it up. It's a nice business, but he's still one, two guys that he works with. He just keeps it very personal. Every time he does a job, he sends him a thank you card. Every time he sends him a thank you card, he has a little card in it and says, hey, if you'd like to help us, uh, write, this, write that, uh, this in next door or leave us a thing on Facebook or blah, blah, blah. And every time he sends that with, with the letter, um, they take a picture of the letter, they put it on next door, they feel good about themselves because they're helping him out, and he gets six more calls. Every time, people love that stuff. So, you know, my theory is, is that nobody has a guy anymore. Everybody, everybody you know, used to be, you know, your yeah. dad would say, go down and see Johnny, he's going right. to cut your hair, right? That's or, right. Go to Sally, she's our dry cleaner. But that's one of the things I realize about community-based business is people don't have a guy. Yeah. And if you can be that guy. That's, then that, people talk about you. That, that's my dad. So my dad's in a, a, like a, a Jewish immigrant from France. Uh, lost his dad in the Holocaust, like in Auschwitz, like taken off the street. So this guy came here. And so he only had a sixth grade education. And, but, but he loved America. And when I was a little kid, he said, Danny, in this country. This is that, that's how he would give me his advice. I knew something was good when he <laughs> Danny, in this country. Oh, he, I... I Remind me to tell you another good one, but uh, he says, in this country, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And then, you know, you need to have a guy. And uh, then a few years later, he sent to me and he said, uh, he said, remember I said that to you? He said, forget about that. <laughs> he said, he goes, you become the guy that other people want to know. That's America. That's, it gives you the chance to become so the guy. And so how, when you start a business, you got to become the guy or gal, right. you know, who they know they can trust. God, what I would do for just an auto mechanic that I can trust. Oh my gosh. How far would I drive for an auto mechanic that I could trust? <laughs> you know, I, I was talking to a doctor yesterday or the office manager of this place that we're going to do business with, by the way, impossible to get through to doctors unless hyper focused videos. Unbelievable. I'm getting in front of doctors. So anyway, so I'm talking to this guy and he has a concierge business. Practice. A concierge practice. He and another doctor and uh, there's a, a yearly fee and so, so your physical is free or what have you and it, he has a waiting list of tons of people that can, that can come there. He wasn't not going to do it, but people use him forever. He's got people flying in from all parts of the country, as far as California, to come in for their yearly physical. He spends an hour and a half with them. He's their doctor. They got a problem, you text your doctor. You say that people don't have a guy, but people are craving to the guy. That's the key. And once they have That's the guy, they're in. They brag. I remember driving with a guy, he was a client of mine, I was very young, he was a stockbroker again, and I'm driving him someplace, and I never forgot this. This was one of those like life-changing moments. I, can't, I forgot about it until right now. It was very life-changing. And um, we're driving up on, on the highway, probably on, on, on 85. I'm driving up in 85, and there was a big billboard of an attorney. One of those slip-and-fall attorneys yeah. or whatever. Big bill. And he looked up and he said to me, with, with like pride and just like, you know, like he was very, feeling very magnanimous about himself. He said, see that guy? That's my attorney. That's my guy. Like that. So like he was bragging yes. at the other guy's thing. Yes. He's got a guy in his phone. Yes. 
And the people that don't have him as their guy all think, man, who's that weirdo putting right. a picture up there? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Because they don't know him yet. But if I asked him, I, I listen, I need a lawyer for something. I got a guy. And all of a sudden, he feels like a hot shot because he's able to give me this thing. Yeah, people are craving. People that craving that. that and that's why, really, that's why the videos in that kind of, you know, personal touch so just tell, works for Tell everybody. me about a service type business. You know, you're a banker, you're mortgage, your real estate, your insurance. Mm -hmm. how, how do those service type people differentiate themselves in their message? And then how do they go about cold calling? So much I learned from like years ago going to networking meetings, but none more than this. There was a gal who was a financial planner. And, and when you go over to those networking meetings, you know, they ask you for your elevator pitch and all right. that stuff. Right. This gal, I, it was so strong. She looked at, I'll look at the camera, okay? I'll look. Uh, yeah. She goes, uh, my name is uh, blah, 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 I forgot her name. I'm a financial planner and my clients call me mom. I'm like, oh, that was, uh, I mean, you don't have to even think about it. You know what you're getting right there. I mean, she created a feeling like, like that's that guy's gonna take care of me. I, that's beautiful. That's who I want to work with. That's beautiful. You know, and so it was. Someone works with her, um, and 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 they and, and someone who works with her and has that feeling gives a, a hey, I, you know, I need a a financial planner, and they get to refer that person. Yeah, that, that's going there. So, if you're a new person in a service business and you're just hustling up, right. you got to make a lot of calls. It's, it's fun. But you, you call for a purpose of getting a few clients and then you, you with, because of your service being so good, because of your extra attention, because of you being a mom or a dad to these people, a, a trusted advisor, you've earned the right uh, to ask for referrals and you've earned the right, and they've earned the right to, you know, give referrals. And so, you work, they want to help you. I want to help my mom. <laughs> you know? I do. And I so, do, I do. I so love give that. me give me the opportunity yeah. to. So uh, make some connections for me on LinkedIn. Make some connections with all those things and let me contact them. All I need is a name. Let me contact because you know how I'm going to contact them? Hyper-focused, you know, video. Yeah. Somehow I'm going to get to them. Hey, I... I uh, I, I want to let you know, uh, you don't know me, but we're both friends with Beecham, and uh, he said that I should give you a call to talk about this. Uh, you may or may not have a need right now, uh, but if you like to set up just a 15-minute call, I know a lot of people. I probably can help you out and help you whatever you do with your business. You know, click here. Now, why would you do that if somebody referred you? Why wouldn't you just pick up the phone and call them? I would. I would. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Listen, I, no one call. If, I call call today. I love it. I think it keeps. I think it keeps you strong. And I am. And by the way, if you want to learn a little bit about about cold calling, let's let's do a little cold calling stuff because uh, it's actually probably the worst way to get customers, mm -hmm. but it's the best sales training you'll ever get in your life, and it helps you define your message perfectly. Uh, and when you get good at it, you not only expect the, the first no and can work with it, uh, you embrace the no. You look forward to the no. I, you even tell them to say no, and I'll, and I'll share that with you. Um, for five years, I had the same pitch for stocks. And it sounded like this. Hello, Mr. Beecham? Yes. You see, by the way, you see how important that was? I, I said, hello, Mr. Beecham, and I shut up, and you said yes. Now I got, you've basically given me permission. Okay. Now I can talk to you, okay? And so I, that's my thing. So Mr. Beecham, you say, yeah, Mr. Beecham, hey, I wonder if you can help me. My name's Dan, and I'm with Smith Barney here in town. Real quickly, I was calling to see if you were interested in a 9% paying Fort Howard bond. That was my pitch. In five years, I never sold one. Fort Howard bond. I just picked it out of the blue. I didn't care because I thought it was funny because they make toilet paper. And I said, I'm going to pick that one. It doesn't matter because who the heck
heck is going to buy a stock from a stranger over the phone that you just met with this one? Who's going to do that? You know, no one. So they're going to say no. And I was expecting to know. Aha! Du lick the hint by Gruben, which means something that my dad used to say. I don't know what it means. But I would say, uh, as soon as they said no, I would say, got it. That makes sense. But let me ask you this. When you do invest, what's been successful for you in the past? And if they engaged me with that question, I had a chance to build a relationship. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is in the service business that you're talking about, by the way, number one account opener, five years, every month. Nobody, I was a terrible, listen, I was a terrible stockbroker. I mean, I can make you a little money. If you started with a lot, I can make it a little. I was a terrible stockbroker, but nobody can open more accounts than me. I had to partner up with somebody. I bet that's Freedom Stew. This is this guy. He's a, uh, a friend of mine from elementary school, lives in California, and is having trouble with his wife, so he calls me every day at this time. To... <laughs> so now everybody knows about Freedom Stew. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Wait, so, cold, so where was I? I was at cold yeah. calling. Cold calling. Yeah, so if you're in a service business and you want to get on the phone and, and bang around, and you should. Uh, and you like should, you're a real estate agent and you real, need to call people in a certain neighborhood. Or yeah, something. you need to do it an hour a day. You need to do an hour a day. I'm, so I'm going to give you the one, the one trick that will change your life in cold calling. Okay. If I say, uh, uh, when I call you and I say, I say hello, uh, uh, Mr. Beecham? Yes. And you say, how you doing? You know immediately that's a cold call. Right. In no circumstance whatsoever are you ever to say, hi, how are you doing? As soon as you say, hi, how are you doing, this is the dance. They put up a wall between you and they say to themselves, call, 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 you know, stay away. And they just do whatever they can do to build that. So it, it just, it, it's just, it's what they do. It's the dance. It's like when I walk into a... Uh, a clothing store, and somebody comes up to me and says, "Can I help you?" And yeah. I say, "No, I'm just, just looking." Yeah, that's the dance. Yeah, you know. So if they want to, been on that day. Yeah. So if they want to change that, what they have to do is don't say, "Can I help you today?" What they have to say is, "Hey, have you been here before?" Then I'm like, what the hell? "I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm stuck. No, I haven't been here for. Oh, okay." And now there's their opening. So they need to break that little uh, break the dam. So in the cold call, I'm going to teach you the seven magic words okay. that open the door instead of close it. All right? All right. Pretty good, huh? Okay, so here it is. Ready? I wonder if you could help me. There's something about asking someone to help you. Oh my God, it's huge. They can't say or it, it. I need your help. Yeah. That's it. it works on everything except your wife. Yeah. Yeah. But I got, I got a kids, maybe. Yeah. That's, I, uh, and I thought of this because I, I realized you, when you're on a call, when you're meeting a stranger, the, the slightest, the slightest little awkward something, it, it just spreads you apart. So you have to be like gears, like totally meshing. It's totally psychological. So I, I learned this when I went into any department store. You walk in a department store, what's they say to you? Hi, how may I? Help. You're literally letting them do their job. So when a when a receptionist answers the phone, hi, this is uh, name some place that I, that I can market. Hometown Realty. What? Okay, Hometown Realty. How may I help you? Huh? Okay. Hey, I wonder if you could help me. The reason I'm calling is, I mean, they literally, like, oh, you could feel them coming into the phone. And then you give your little, you know, the scientific approach is just to give a, stay in line with them. So if I call you, they say, how am I help you? You say, oh, I wonder if you could help me. Now in their head, they're thinking, who the heck is this? So you give them your name. Hi, I'm Steve Beecham. And now they're thinking, well, why are you calling? So you say, the reason why I'm calling. So you're like in their head. They don't know. You're answering every question in order. And you're in their head. So, hey, I wonder if you could help me. My name's Dan. And the reason why I'm calling is, and now they're listening. And you say, I work with companies just like yours uh, who are trying to fix blah, blah, blah. 
quickly, who would be the person I need to speak with in regards to that? And it's probably them. Yeah. And, and, oh, and if they say, oh, that would be me, you're like home free. You know? That, oh, that would be me. Well, great. Well, really quickly, uh, did I catch it a bad time? No. Okay, good. The reason I'm calling is I wanted to see if I can give you blah, 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 blah. How's that sound? You got to say, how's that sound? How's that sound? Yeah, because that, that, you know, that's a little close. So the, the, uh, the little... Uh, the little kind of, I guess it's an acronym that I use, I call it the PAC method, P-A-C. So any objection that you're trying to uh, overcome, and really a question is an objection. Any question you're trying to overcome, you, you can't just answer it, you know, so because if you just answer it, they're not, it's like when you, when you tell your kids, hey, uh, you know, Matthew, go clean your room. You know, they didn't hear that, right. you know. You have to say, Matthew, now you got him. Clean your bloody room, you know. And so, uh, so the first thing I call the pack. The first thing is position them. So uh, if you were to like ask me what I do, what do you do, Dan? Okay, oh, good question. Thank you for asking. Okay, now I got you. Now you're gonna listen because I, I brought you in place. Then I'm gonna answer it. You know, I work with one of my clients. Okay, we work with doctors that have Medicare patients that are trying to take advantage of the new Medicare programs for more revenue. Okay, that, that's what I do, right? And then you close it with, does that make sense? And now, so now it's a full, now it's a complete thing. So how much does it cost? Oh my gosh, thank you for asking. Because now that you ask, I can give you an answer. It's $5,000. Let me ask you, is that more or less than you thought it would be? But if you just leave it with, it's $5,000, tension, 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 that's the old Bear Stearns way. You know, the next person who talks loses. Remember those, remember those days? I never got into that. Oh, I yeah. just could never do it. Yeah, that was that whole thing. So I, I break that tension, and I say things like that. Yeah, so that's a... And cold calling, so cold calling is great because you learn all those things. You learn how to... And by the way, you don't get through the gatekeeper. The fact that people use that word gatekeepers ticks me off. If you do it right, the person who answers the phone, that's not a gatekeeper. That person's like my sales assistant. You know, that person's <laughs> just helping me get to the right person. You know? That's a beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah, so. no, because think this of my new best friend, right? Yeah, think of the attitude that's in your head. Because I mean, technically, she does control. Yeah, but you. You, but instead of picturing, you know, somebody in a suit of armor with an axe and a spear in both hands, you know, that you're trying to barrel through, I picture them as, you know, you know, what's Nightingale's what's Nightingale's first name? Earl? So, no, not Earl Nightingale. <laughs> Well, Florence Nightingale. Florence. Yeah, you're thinking about Florence, Florence. Nightingale. Florence. <laughs> you know, someone who just wants to help you, you know, because yeah, that's their job. Imagine if there was nobody calling the receptionist. They'd have no job. What are they going to do? So tell me about, you got a coaching business, right? Yeah. Okay, so who's well, your best customer for that? Yeah, it's, it's coaching and consulting. You know, my little tagline is any and all things legal to get you more customers. I'm, I'm hyper-focused on the sales silo of your business. And so that, that's not marketing, though we do help with marketing. Right. And it's not operations, though we do help with operations. But I think the engine of every business is the, that sales silo. Because nobody else gets to work if you don't sell it, right? That's right. And, and I just associate well with those people. Uh, and it's, it's not just the people, but also I have a keen understanding of, of buyers. You know, people hate to be sold, but they love to buy. Yeah. And so, and, and, and I've I whatever developed a way in things that I teach of being able to only speak to, uh, you know, people that kind of want your stuff. So I'll do one. There's, there's three words that repel people from you. Uh, I literally push them away. And people use them all the time when discussing their business. Those three words are I, we, and us. People just don't care. They're bored. If I start telling you all about me, you're done with right. it. They don't care. Right. But there's three words that attract people to you. And those words are you, yours, and y'all, especially here in the South. Damn right it is. Yeah, that's right. And so what you want to do, if like, if you had to, if, I'll do it for you, because but 
if, if, if you want to explain your business without saying I, we, and us, you really have to think about the problems that you solve rather than the actions that you do to solve those problems. Right. So, um, for instance, if, uh, you know, Steve, if you're like most of the companies that we do business with, you want like three things. You want to get uh, more consistent uh, customers coming through your door. You want those customers to be qualified for all the three things that they're there. And most importantly, you want your salespeople to be loyal to you, that they don't switch around all the time. Am I pretty close to the yeah. truth? Yeah, oh yeah. All right, so I had you nod your head four times without, without saying the <laughs> word I once. And so I, I would say out of those three, which one is more important to you? And then we have something to work with. And then, I, and then we could start a conversation and go from there. But I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about your problems and then the solutions. So when you're coaching those people, do you have sort of a set way you do things? Do you say, okay, this is kind of like the first week, second week, third week. We're going to take you through some techniques or whatever. Or do you have to just mold that based on what the, where they are and what, what they already know? Yeah, well, a lot of the clients that we work with, we're building up their sales teams too. And so then yeah. we could start with, so it's, you know, it's the training and the whole process and, and setting up their sales process uh, on really the, the biggest problem people have is they have, you know, pipe dreams instead of pipelines. You know, there's some people yeah. that will just never be customers. They're, most people just don't qualify. The first thing we do is help people qualify and disqualify their pipeline. It's the main thing because people need just, it's just three things that people need to be a customer. They need to have a need and a want. Uh, they need to have decision-making ability and they need to have money. And if you don't have one of those three things, you're a good guy or a gal, but you know, we're, we're not, not a prospect. We're not a fit right now. That's okay. But you'll go on my email program and we'll stay in touch with you forever. And you know, you'll get videos now and again. Does it amaze you how many people don't, they talk to somebody and they just, as far as I'm concerned, they throw that person away. They never capture that data and stay. It's such a time. shame. It's just it's a, unbelievable. You know, it's, it's... Like life insurance guys. Most of these life insurance guys, you know, give me 10 guys. They go see those 10 guys, call those 10 guys. If none of them do anything, they never talk to them yeah. again. When they may buy life insurance next year. Those people who don't keep that, will never be the guy. Good point. You know, They're going to just hunt that, that, forever. That's right. You know, the thing is, is, who do you want to do business with? And it was one of my dad's things again. Danny, in this country, act like the person you'd like to become, and eventually you'll see that person in the mirror. If you want to be a great salesperson, be a great person. By your definition, you decide what a great person is. Be that, and that's who you'll attract. You know, I, I, I get, fortunately, I get calls, you know, fairly regularly from people that I haven't seen in a long time. Because um, you had them on your, on your database? Yeah, well, or they seen me, uh, you know, on some sort of social, social media, media or what have you, or uh, putting together an event, but uh, they feel comfortable enough to just give me a call. That's one of the other things I tell people. You know, you talked about getting cold calls and getting spam and stuff. I answer them all. I answer them all. I love it. Well, they're out there doing, hey, and I say, listen, I'm not interested. Uh, but let me ask you this. When you are trying to build your sales team, what's been successful for you in the past? You know, I, I'll use it as a training tool for me. That's true. You know, just you. Just, I guess I need to start saying, hey, it, do you need, your, you need a mortgage? Well, <laughs> I had this. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I had a, if nothing else, it's usually in a state I don't do so. If nothing else, it gets them off the phone, you know. Uh, but I, I learned a long time ago from uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, yeah, one of my guys there. And he, I called him one day and he, I got across somebody and they said, okay, you're good. And, and I got to him. I just called him out of the blue. And I learned from that uh, that if, if you are exceptionally accessible, like you allow yourself, like you call me, I will answer the phone or I'll call you back later if I can't talk right now. If you're exceptionally accessible, people you wouldn't imagine will be accessible to you. Expand on that. It means you, 
because you are the type of person that receives, because yeah. if something happens in the universe, I don't know what it is, yeah. but I've picked up the phone and ta I saw your board there. I've had Bob Berg on my show. I've had, uh, you know, those things. I need Bob Berg on my oh, show. He's a great guy. I he's read a, all his books. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a cool dude. I'll hook you up with him. All right. I'll send him a video. Yeah. Hey, Bob. That's it. <laughs> I'll send me a beach. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so people are accessible to you. It's, it, 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 it comes back. It comes back. Uh, and it's a, it's a good way to live. And, I, and if you're really starting a career. So you know, it's sort of a reciprocity thing. You, that reciprocity thing is not just a throwaway. No. It's a law of nature. It's, it's like gravity. Mm -hmm. It just it works. You feel indebted to somebody that does something for you. Mm -hmm. I make it a point when I, uh, I wake up in the morning, I, I, I have this little, uh, I have a little mantra, but I, I just, I learned this from David Meltzer. I say, thank you. And I don't say thank you to anyone or anything. I say, thank you. And then what happens is your mind kind of just looks for something to be thankful for and you'll find it. You know, my, my wife is next to me. Uh, you know, we're healthy. The kids are doing good. My, I, I got a terrible photo the other day of my 21-year-old daughter with a ring on her finger. And so I'm not quite ready to talk about it yet, but I'm grateful for that. <laughs> That's why I don't want to talk about it. But uh, you have this spirit of gratitude that can that can last the day. And it just, and, and that, you know, like you feel it now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so oh, that yeah. type of thing, and that comes, that comes across. So there's, there's five values that I try to, that I think every, that I try to live by every day. And I think that if you're starting a business, if you're starting a business in a small town community, you have to somehow exhibit or envelop these types of values. And, and it's uh, gratefulness, forgiveness, accountability, courage, and kindness. Uh, and forgivability, I want to stick on that for a second. Um, you can forgive. People are going to wrong you. You're going to get screwed. Everybody gets screwed. But you're also going to screw other people, unintentionally, but it's going to happen. And you need to forgive yourself. Because uh, you, if you start living in that fear that you're going to hurt somebody or you're going to make a mistake, uh, you're not going to make that, that extra you're not going to make that other call. Right. You, you think you're insulting somebody. Yeah. Accountability is strong. And then I think the, the, uh, the most lacking value in today's society, and I think it may have been always, is courage. I mean, the courage to fail, the courage to look like an idiot, uh, the courage to succeed, the courage to ask for the money, the courage to do what's right. And uh, where's trust in all that? Yeah, it, I, this is just mine. Uh, you know, but I think they all. I kind of almost think you have to have trust first. Well, to do a deal with somebody. Trust you, but in, I in guess who, your in, point in, is you got to have the courage to make the call to build the trust. Yeah, I think it, trust goes both ways. I'm. When I said you're going to get screwed, it's because you've trusted other people. Right. You know? Our people have trusted yeah, you. Yeah, and, and yeah. people have trusted you, sometimes necessarily or not. But if you're, uh, it, it's really tough for a young guy uh, because you just don't have the years under your belt and that right. kind of credibility, so you have to kind of live off of somebody else's. Yeah. So, uh, listen, I got people that hate my guts that I probably screwed somehow in the past, you know, and they hold a grudge and all that stuff. And, uh, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, just forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Do the best you can. Apologize. You know, apologize. I'm sorry. But, you know, some people get power with, you know, it gives them that power to be angry at you or it gives them, and, you know, yeah. that's your problem, not mine. What about speaking? You do a lot of speaking, right? Yeah, I, not enough. Uh, I got to get back into it. How do you, because I'm you, dang good. How do you, Go about getting more. <laughs> what do you right? Don't you think? How do you go about getting more speaking engagements? Yeah, well, I'm I'm actually doing a push right now. So what, are you, so what I, are you doing? I got I, I need to push myself. Um, you pick a lane. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be speaking at uh, uh, Remax here in Atlanta, uh, doing a cold call thing uh, and a video cold call thing for them. Uh, really excited by good people there, and we're going we're gonna to put that together, and they'll be very helped by it. I should get some mortgage people in there, too. But, um, so pick a lane. So if it, uh, in this case, I'm just doing real estate. Right. So I would, I would call the other ones. I, I would cold call. First of all, find out who you know there. I, I, there's two ways to do it. I know a lot of people now, so it's kind of, you know, it's different. So you could... Right. You can do that, but you know a lot of people, a lot more yeah. than me. Um, you call on them, but I would uh, give them some value first. Say, this is what I'd like to do for your team, and have a little five-minute personalized video for their place. Like, these are the five things that I'm going to cover in this speech. It's highly interactive. Let me give you a quick sample. I'll pretend you're... I'll pretend you, I'm talking to you, I'll pretend you're the only person in the audience and this is what I'll do. And then you just put on a show, you know? In advance. Yeah, no, that, that's your pitch. That, you know, that's your proposal. Ah, oh, okay. You know? Okay. That's your proposal. Okay. You know? But um, it has to do, we try to make it all snazzy and fancy and the different words to say yeah. and everything. Call 100 people. That's really what That's it, it You call 100 people. Keep track. Keeping track is the greatest thing ever. It's one of those things. I read this book, The Gap and the Gain. Uh, Dean Jackson? No. Someone similar to that. Uh, the Gap and the Gain. Great book. And it's, uh, it hits very home because I've been dealing with a lot of executives. I got out of the whole corporate world. It's nuts. But uh, with these uh, executives in corporate world, as successful as they are, big producers, big money men, they're terribly depressed. And what it is, is I realize is they're living, it's like if their goal was to go from 1 to 30, let's say. I don't know why I picked 30. 1 to 30. And they got to 24. They are just unhappy because they're down 6. They failed. They didn't read, you know, I didn't make those 6. I failed. But if they could live in the, in the gain, which is the other side of it, you were at zero before, now we're at 24. And so you got to live in that world. Mm. And uh, salespeople, the only way you can live in that world is by keeping track. Like three things good happened today. I don't know what they are, but three things in your life good happened today. You, when you go to bed at night, don't think about all the things that you didn't get done today. You think about those three victories and you'll sleep better and then plan for tomorrow and you'll sleep better, you'll feel better, you'll live better, people will like you more. And the salespeople live in a world that they get punched in the face all day long. All day long. Yeah, I, I, I constantly have to pump myself up. I have my little... My little mantra, I lead, not follow. I believe, not doubt. I create, not destroy. I make the news. I don't watch the news. I'm a leader. I'm a force for good, force for God. Set the standard, defy the odds. I stand up, I take charge, I win. And then I walk in like a flipping animal. Now, I could say that really fast in my head in between each call. But that's to fight off, you know, people saying, no, I'm not interested. Stop calling me. You know, and I'm like, you know, I'm a good guy. I feel like I just ruined that guy's day. Right. But I didn't. You know why? Because I lead, not follow. I believe, not doubt. I create, not destroy. I make the news. I don't watch the news. I'm a leader. Force for good. Force for and God. And people don't understand that that internal conversation oh. is everything. Oh, you say things to yourself you wouldn't say to your worst enemy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you're stupid. You're ugly. You're fat. You're, you start... What... Why can't you do that? Look how easy they have it. I mean, you're in this, no matter how good you have it. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. The whole thing's the whole thing's Changing that conversation, though, has got to be a big part of being able to, to prospect better, right? You've got you've to change your conversation. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, if you don't really believe in your product, do something else. Yeah, you got to go. It's not worth it for your soul. 
I mean, you can't do it. You're, you're, you're literally, you're dying. You're killing yourself. You got to believe that what you got is going on because then you have to have that injury. Ultimately, at the end of the day, people are buying your, your energy. They're craving it. They're cra is, is they're saying in their head, is that going to make me feel like this guy? <laughs> you know, you know, is that real? Is that all it takes? Video, email, is that, if I can do this, I get that. You know, that's what they're saying. But I can't fake that. You know, I, I wouldn't be honest with myself if I'm faking that. You know, and I wouldn't, wouldn't do it. So what else have I missed? What else do people need to know? I think people need to know that the, uh, the technology out there right now to make your life easier uh, has the potential to make your career much worse. And what I mean by that is you cannot depend on software and easy access to everything. Uh, you need to get, you need to build your muscles. And you build your muscles by talking to humans and having them say no to you. And uh, so that's not going away, that one on one, eventually you got to get there. Uh, I, and the faster you can get there, the better. And you get there, you get there the right way. You know, you just got to, you got to get there. And you got to get into the, you, I can't tell you how many salespeople I coach that, because of all this technology, it's so easy for, they'll call somebody on the phone and they're secretly hoping that they don't answer. Why? They're afraid to talk to people. They're afraid they don't believe enough in their product. They don't believe enough in themselves. They, everybody's, everybody's suffering from different saboteurs, you know? It could be, <laughs> mine could be pleasing people. I say yes to more things than I should say to. I've lost a lot of money saying yes. I've lost a lot of time saying yes, but I, that's my problem. You know, I, I could be a pleaser or uh, some You're people. You're a superstar pleaser. Yeah, or sometimes you can have, you, people have inferiority complex. They're making a whole lot of money. They don't think they're really worth it. And, you know, they sabotage themselves that way. Anger could be something, you know, frustration. Sometimes people get frustrated with something, screws up their whole day, week, month. You know, this the success of somebody could be as simple as shortening the time between uh, dealing with that frustration and getting a fresh dose of oxygen. You know, that, that's why I do my little mantra. That's my little, uh, I, sometimes I try to imagine myself putting on one of, those, one of those outfits that they would wear in 1864 when they would go down 100 feet in the ocean, you know, one of those, <laughs> those things. Do, do people, I mean, I've talked to some, you know, but especially since I've been doing this podcast and on my last book, I've spent a lot of time asking people about that. And I've been amazed. And there's definitely a level that people that are talking to themselves in a positive manner are at a different level than those that are not talking to themselves. And then there's another level below that are the people that are talking to themselves negatively and mm -hmm. bringing themselves down. But there's no question that most everybody that is better than average is having a pot more positive or a way to help themselves through the day, through whatever turmoil mm -hmm. they're having. And the higher they are, the more powerful that conversation is. Yeah. Crazy. And it's, it's I used to, I used to listen to like Norman Vincent Peale, you know, back yeah. in the day and everything. And I'm, I'm always, you, I read, people in our industry just read a ton of books. And so I'm reading all these books and I realized something. They all go back to the Bible. <laughs> you know, really it's, so, it, you know, they all go back to Proverbs. They all go back to, you know, living a good life, being a better person first. And so what is being a better person? It's probably no some... No lie, cheat, steal. Yeah, yeah. And get some exercise. <laughs> you know, just get out there. Throw out some push-ups. By the way, with exercise, I remember as a kid, I used to hear all these old guys say, you gotta exercise. I'm thinking, you know, lighten up, fellas. And now I'm like, yeah. And so... <laughs> But um, how you get started, because it's, it's hard to get started with everything. It's just a little secret. Lower the bar. So, like, I wake up in the morning, I say, I'm going to do one push-up today. It's impossible to do one push-up. And so you wind up doing 20. Dude, I'm going through that right now. Yeah. This week. 
Really? I was I got up to about fifty. And then yeah. I got a I got yeah. like a twitch in yeah. my back. My arm went numb. Yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. So I've had to wait for that. And I got to get my mind back yeah. into getting back in it. And that's, but the whole thing that's is... Like, I'm going to do one push-up yeah. every day. That's it. The whole thing is just to get that started. That first minute. By the way, cold calling, everything. same thing. I'm going to make one phone call today. That's what and I'm going to do. Try. I want to walk. I'm going to walk to the end of my uh, driveway right. and back today. What about following up? with your current customer base. What do you do on that? Oh my gosh, that's the greatest thing. It's so much fun. Do it every day. I mean, it's, it's just- You a, call them, you email yeah, them, you I, send them love letters. What do you, what do, you do? Yeah, well, I've, I've been uh, a bit of each, but uh, I have a, uh, a, a thing that anybody that contacts me on LinkedIn that has their telephone number in there gets a phone call. You know, so I gotta, call. yeah, I'm gonna call and leave a message. You know, most of the time when you call people, they won't pick up, right? Because they don't recognize your number. Yes, leave a message. It's great. Hey, I'm calling you just because I haven't talked to you in a long time. I saw you out here. I was in the air and I thought about you. No need to call me back. No big deal. Just wanted to wish you a great rest of the day. Take it easy. Boom. Constantly, you get fun. They, they can't not call you back. It's unbelievable. They can't. I do it every day. They can't not do it. Yeah. It, it's fun to, and it always leads to business. Always. And it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily that person, right? No. It's just, it's like, we used to call that the mortgage gods would smile on yes. you when you did proactive activities, right? So if you make your phone calls, it's going to pay off down the road. You just got to do it. It's impossible. It's or not impossible not to. I, I was talking with that uh, one person who deals with doctors and so one of the clients I'm helping grow the business how do you get in touch with doctors and he called me yesterday we had a a good conversation with one hopefully it'll work out and uh he said to me call me up he goes you brought that thing to that conversation because it was like it was to the point where they were making fun of me you know they were ganging up on me it was perfect and uh she he said you brought that from an absolute cold call to that conversation, and I said, absolutely. That's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I, and that's what anybody can do if they want to. They're not afraid of it. Make the first call. Hey, everybody. Dan Jordan, I never got to introduce him. Great <laughs> guy. You know, I mean, you can tell he's a, he's a guru on selling, and he loves it. He just absolutely loves it, and... Uh, uh, so look him up. We call him the Deej, yeah. but uh, Dan's yeah, out there. It's all on the over, shirt. Oh, he's got uh, on his yeah, shirt. Yeah. He's all over social media. It's Jordan, J-O-U-R-D-A-N. Daniel right? Jordan. Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's right. It's French. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay. So anyway, man, thank you for being here, brother. That was awesome. I really appreciate it. <laughs> that was great. Till next time, y'all need a speaker. We're both open for business. Yes, sir.